0: Shalom, I'm Roots Metals. Hello, I'm Neurotic Jewish Gay. As two Jews on the internet, we're bombarded with anti Semitism constantly. So we've learned to cope with it how we know best with humor.
1: We think we're pretty funny and we didn't want you guys to have to miss out on how hilarious we are. So we've decided to invite you in. Welcome to our podcast. Do you want to talk shit? I've got it up right here. Do you have it, Debbie?
0: Yeah, I got everything up. Um, yeah, I feel like we should also we're oh, going on yeah. we're going on tangents, but I feel like we should also kind of like talk about our hiatus that like got extended. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um we were planning on kind of like restarting again. Like there, you know, um we started this for fun, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, like Amelia was studying for the bar, and then just like things were going on, and this was just. And I had uh, surgery. I
1: mean,
0: you had surgery.
1: I did have surgery. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. Um, and then we were like, we're totally getting back on it. Um, yeah. And then and we then, had something scheduled for like, what, October 8th?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't remember. But it was just like, like the worst day of our lives happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, And I feel weird saying that because obviously it was the worst day, way worse for other people. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you actually were the one that introduced me to October 7th.
1: Holy shit, I remember that. Yeah,
0: because I went to bed and like I had just been in Israel, so like I had downloaded the Red Alert app and it was like going insane
1: the
0: Mm -hmm. night before. And I just like turned it off also because my husband was like out of town. So I just like I was like, oh, this is so annoying. Like, I just want to sleep and I don't want to deal with anything. So I turned it off. I was just like, whatever's just rockets, which like now, you know, that I think about it, I'm like, it's like. Insane that we came to normalize that, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember, like looking at my like as soon as it happened, I was just like motherfuckers, like I didn't.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh well, like that's annoying. Yeah. But but the Iron Dome. (laughs) Um, then I woke up in the morning and you called me.
1: Wait, what? Can you take me through what happened before that? Because I remember texting you, like. Yeah. Okay. So I was. I <laughs> I
0: try not to. I, I fail, but I try not to get on my phone like early in the morning because I'm like on my phone all day. So mm-hmm. I just usually like just leave it until like after a couple hours from when I wake up. Um, That's restraint. It's. I don't know. It's hard, but it's like it's like a habit now, mm-hmm. a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because, like, on my on my phone all day. Um, but, yeah, when I got my phone, you said something. And so you called me. Or I don't know. But, like, you basically, I think at that point, it was, like, 300 people dead. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? You know? Um, and then, like, as the day went on, it just, like, progressed. And it was horrifying. And then yeah. there was, like... I feel like two weeks of, like, just having the news on 24-7 and, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was, like, so unhealthy. Like, I don't think I ate for two weeks.
1: Yeah, you literally didn't eat.
0: Yeah, it was really rough. And also just because um, I write for a bunch of Jewish organizations and specifically um, – I do, like, freelance stuff for honest reporting. Not all their stuff is me, to <laughs> clarify. <laughs> like, like, if they post something, it does not necessarily mean I wrote it or I agree with it, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, You're going to get so many
0: angry DMs. I know. This is so stupid. But, like, <laughs> I promise my posts are good. Anyway, um, and all their posts are good. Don't fire me. Um. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it, we're not one in the same. Okay. Um, but because I do stuff for them and they deal with media bias, um, and there's a lot of it as far as the conflict is concerned. And so like the first couple weeks was like nonstop work and like, mm-hmm. Nonstop, like exposing myself to that stuff. So that was really fucking rough. Um, yeah. But yeah, n- now we're here uh, four months later and there's still a bunch of hostages. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just, it's just been awful in every way. Um, but all that to say that that's kind of why the podcast went to shit. Mm-hmm. I think but it's then, a pretty good um, – Yeah. Excuse. Do you want to talk shit? Went to shit. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then um, recently, like a couple weeks ago, one of the Hamas leaders went on television. I think it was Lebanese television – but I'm not sure. Um, and basically, like, acknowledged American college students for, like, mm-hmm. doing what they want. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks American college students for their support. Um, yeah. And I think, this, I mean, this is something that, like, the both of us have talked about for a long time, just, mm-hmm. like, regarding... Um, Jewish organizations and how they, like, handle the topic of Israel. Um, but, like, that on top of, um, Hamas, like, releasing, like, this 16-page propaganda document, like, Mm -hmm. using, like, progressive language to, like, justify October 7th, um, That made me crazy because I was just like, how is it that this, like, genocidal, (laughs) imperialist, um, horrible, not progressive human violator terrorist organization can speak the language of progressives and then, like, Mm -hmm. Jewish organizations don't get it. Like, they don't get how to talk to people.
1: They don't. And like, I read a book about this specific thing, um, about the way a lot of um, terrorist groups kind of infiltrated and adopted the language of mm-hmm. progressives on the left. I actually read this book in, um, in August. Um, Wait, what's the book? And it's called Woke Army. Uh-huh. Sounds a little more right-wing than I would yeah, usually read. Um, but just hear me out. Hear me uh-huh. out. So the author, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the story of Daniel Poe. He was a Jewish mm-hmm. reporter for the Wall Street Journal, uh, who unfortunately in 2002, um, he went to Pakistan and he was kidnapped and beheaded by some Islamist terrorist group. So the author of the book was his, I believe, his partner or his, like, very close colleague at the Wall Mm -hmm. Street Journal. Her name's Astra Nomani. She's a Muslim woman, um, an immigrant from India. Um, She came to America when she was a kid. Um, And she just had, like, a really, really interesting story. Um, And I was like... Well it sounds more right wing than I would usually read, like mm-hmm. this is very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, this is a topic I want to learn about. No one's really talking about it. Um and yeah, I mean, I didn't think that would be such a real-world example two months later, mm-hmm. two months after yeah. I read it. But um, here we are. Um some yeah. interesting things um yeah i mean i think like
0: also you because you know you said woke army and i was like you know because yeah. it makes you think of that but then it also like does make make me think that like we are so caught up on like western and specifically for us because we live here like american um
1: like the political spectrum, if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot to add. Like, woke army is like the title, like the first title, but the full title, sorry, is like woke army. Like the like the unholy alliance between Islamists and the progressive left.
0: Wait, I'm gonna read that next. <laughs> I have like fifty million things to read, but I literally push it on everyone. Like, honestly. Okay. So when we started talking about how, like about this episode and talking about how we are kind of like frustrated that like Hamas can speak the language of progressives and then fucking Jewish organizations like can't get it together. um, I think it's really important to clarify that like I'm not saying this from, like, the perspective of, like, oh, like, Hamas is pushing propaganda, so we should do the same. Like, I'm saying this because, obviously, not every Zionist is progressive. Like, there's a whole range Mm -hmm. of, like, political affiliations. Like, being a Zionist just means that you believe Jews have a right to self-determination in Israel. That's it. And then, like, everything else like you can be any kind of Zionist and there's Zionists who I feel like have really despicable views and then Zionists I agree with Um, Mm -hmm. but I think so I'm not saying like oh Zionism is like secretly like like not progressive but we if Hamas can fool the left then so can we like that is not from the the perspective I'm coming from Mm -hmm. What I think is that while there's Zionists of all political persuasions, whatever you know know what it means, that word, Um, (laughs) I think that at its core, like the idea of like the longest marginalized minority in history, like being able to regain their autonomy is something that at its core should appeal to progressives because it is progressive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just really frustrating that they can't communicate that, but Hamas somehow can communicate that raping teenage girls is
1: land back.
0: You know what Mm -hmm. I mean?
1: It's land back or it didn't happen or both, I guess. Yeah. In some cases, both. It depends Um, on the day, on the mood. Yeah depends on the context yeah um,
0: <laughs> my god so
1: i think yeah context is like a new trigger word i think since um you know yeah yeah
0: there's so many but new trigger words my god
1: there are i uh, like i can't remember who it was someone was like writing a list and like it was so funny it was like folks spelled with an x oh my god like <laughs> what was it like praxis
0: uh, oh, my God. Praxis. That, that was a lot of I can't effort. Okay, the one thing I can't stand <laughs> right now is, like, I don't know who you are in conversation with. And I'm like, <laughs> just be normal. <laughs> just say, like, who are you talking to? Like, anyway. Um,
1: but. But, yeah. So, um, just back to this, like, series. Well, we want to discuss um, today how Jewish organizations are kind of failing. Um, And in either like in the next episode, we're going to talk about um, the next or the one after we can fix this with the one after um, we want to talk about the I want to talk about the Muslim Brotherhood, Mm -hmm. um, which, contrary to popular belief, is not a Republican talking point. I want to talk about them in away that's very brief and educational. Um, in what was it? I think in the early two thousands. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of the HLF five, um, the Holy land foundation was, um, the biggest Muslim charity in the U S um, in the early two thousands, the, um, Leaders of the charity, I think five I believe, yes, five of them, HLF five, went to prison for funneling twelve million dollars to Hamas. In it's that a lot case of money. it's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> in that case, um, actually Astro Nomani talks about the book talks about the case in her book. Um I'm in the process of reading... See, this is what law school was useful for. Um, (laughs) I was in... Yeah, I'm in the process of looking at the exhibits. I've already looked at many. Um, I have a... I have one post about it, and I have another upcoming one. Um, But I do want to talk about it um, because this... It seems like what the fuck is happening? Like, why is Hamas thanking them? But this was actually a very carefully orchestrated and mm-hmm. brilliantly executed plan, uh, um, not dissimilar to Arafat and the Soviets. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fucking crazy. But it does, sorry, require the context of how <laughs> Jewish organizations are failing first. Yeah, um, and then we can get into it because this is sh- like the most fucked up shit, like yeah. I've ever seen. Um, yep, but I love I, playing detective. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> Just I mean call me Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Okay, so I think you know, like, we're obviously gonna get more into that next time, but I think like. At its core, what has happened is that like they've been for a very long time, like repeating these buzzwords mm-hmm. that like really tug at the heartstrings of progressives um, or people on the left in general. Um, you know, like things like apartheid, genocide, ethnic cleansing, occupation. Even though you can't have an occupation and apartheid at the same time, it's contradictory. Um, which like
1: always cares? drives me crazy. Any,
0: who cares about <laughs> the truth like, I'm like it can't be both. Like it's like it's like either or. Um but yeah, so like they've been using these words for a long time and not to quote the Nazi minister of propaganda, but <laughs> As he allegedly said, if you repeat a lie enough times, it becomes the truth. And I, I you know, I've been seeing this for decades. Like when I was a kid, my mom <laughs> was like a was like a Hasbara person. Um, no, the fucking anti-Semites in my DMs are going to go crazy um, oh my God. and think Amazing. this is like a, a family legacy. Um, <laughs> But, like, no, but, like, okay, so it was, like, during the second intifada. And so, like, I already saw that these, like, words were, like, seeping in. But Mm -hmm. it was, like, still fringe. You know what I mean? But they've just, like, repeated it so much that it just – who cares about the actual details of the situation – you see people suffering, and then you add these words onto it, words Mm -hmm. that really, like, hurt the hearts of people on the left, and, like, rightfully so. Like, obviously, you don't want people to suffer. Um, Yeah. So it's like like they were able to get their language, and what I've noticed is that a lot of the Jewish organizations, you know, that tend to, like, be liberal – and I'm not talking about fucking JVP or if not now, who are like borderline, Literally. like not even Jewish anyway. But um, <laughs> but uh, I, these like older, more established Jewish organizations that are liberal, I feel like they are still talking about the conflict like it's 2000 yes. or even earlier. Um Yes. And it's just shit, like, you can't do that anymore because, like, before when my mom would, like, go and talk to groups of people, like, it was not on the internet. Like, she just went and gave, like, presentations about Israel and shit, like. Yeah. And talk about, like, the wonderful things about Israel and whatever, (laughs) like, and it's just, like, that doesn't, that's not going to work right now, like yeah no person that thinks palestinians are suffering a genocide gives a flying fuck that israel invented the cherry tomato
1: they don't (laughs) like are you fucking kidding me like and the technology is like a big thing like i remember yeah in, in high school they'd be like we invented this. I wish I could do an Israeli accent, but I can't. They're like, (laughs) we invented this new GPS. Like, (laughs) like, okay, like
0: great. But you know, like that's awesome. Great. Like Israelis are so creative and (laughs) and whatever, but like that, that does not, that does not, it doesn't take away from like what these people believe that is happening. Because (laughs) if, someone is being oppressed who the fuck cares if the oppressor created gps (laughs) yeah you know um so i think that like there's a like a big disconnect right there and just you know like common things that we hear like when people make fun of like queers for palestine and i'm like Yeah, Mm -hmm. you're right. Like, they would get thrown off buildings and, what haha, chicken for KFC. But, like, what you're not getting is that the way that these people see it is that the fact that even if – I mean, now there's, like, completely unhinged people that think people – like, gay people in Palestine have great lives, but that's just, like – those people are way too far gone. But, you know (laughs) – People that are not down – like, off the deep end, they will mm -hmm. think, like, just because, you know, in the Palestinian territories, gay rights are not very good, (laughs) um, (laughs) that doesn't take away from the fact that Israel shouldn't be oppressing Palestinians.
1: Yeah, and that doesn't mean they should be bombed. Like Exactly. So they're not getting that part of it. Like, you making
0: a gajillion jokes about chicken for KFC –
1: Yeah, it's it's a straw man. (laughs) Also, they like they focus so much on just like phrases Mm -hmm. and they don't help. Like you like there's so many people on like the Hospera side that are just conventionally attractive and repeating random words. Like you need people at the forefront who can like articulate stuff, not who are like reading off their laptop screen, just saying human shields. And I think the difference is,
0: okay. I think the difference is because on the pro Hamas side, they are repeating the same thing. But the thing is that on our side, they're repeating phrases that don't even compute with progressives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
1: we need to do that. Like, I, like, the reason, like, people on the far, far left of this, let's call it a debate, um, (laughs) they have to, like, resort to, like, shit, like, the same words, like, genocide, apart, like, whatever, is because they don't have anything to say, like, you need people that are gonna, like, put this in, like... I fucking hate these words in context. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but and I and I mean like okay, so I think the problem is that when one side kind of Okay, someone accused me of emotional extortion one day <laughs> and I was like that is a phenomenal phrase because it's exactly what Hamas does. So mm-hmm. like when you have a side and to make it like abundantly clear I am not discounting the fact that Palestinians are suffering obviously they are like that's not what I'm saying but when you have a side that exploits the suffering of their people for sympathy and then adds words to it that are like very painful like genocide that like that it puts us on like you you can't like, I hate to say it this way, but like you can't compete with that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the- you you you're gonna be like, oh, like I have to, you know? I don't know. Like there's no way to because yeah, it, it, people like normal people
1: obviously feel horrible when people are suffering. Yeah. Um, I wanted to hit these two points. Um so the one admitting that we're wrong and two back to the hospital gay shit. So, um, I think hospital organizations now, um, don't want to admit the fact that Palestinians are suffering. Um, and that doesn't help anyone. Um, I think, you know, we need to be upfront and say, yeah, that sucks. Like that's fucking like, that doesn't do it justice. Like saying it sucks, but like people are acting as if like, we want this, like we didn't want this. We don't want this. Like it, although a lot of people in Gaza and outside were celebrating, um, On October 8th, Um, I genuinely, and everyone I know, I think, genuinely are upset by Palestinian civilians, like being killed and getting caught up in the crossfire. And, you know, like, it's terrible. And it it doesn't make us
0: feel good. Like, yeah. This. I I also feel like they're not, there's like, you know, whether it's like individual activists or like organizations themselves, like this war that Israel is like, this campaign, so to speak, is like unprecedented. Like Mm -hmm. there's been several wars between Israel and Hamas, but this one is like, has been like an all-out thing because after October 7th the feeling was well not the feeling we know that they've said that they will do it again and again and mm-hmm. again until we're all gone and so we're Sorry. like in the, like
1: why I'm not gonna lay down and die yeah yeah
0: <laughs> I was like what happened um no but yeah but like also and this is not commentary on like how the war itself is being waged to be honest with you like like i know people you know within israel as well have like a lot of criticism about how they're carrying out the war Mm -hmm. i don't feel i really don't feel qualified to have that discussion like i don't know i hate bb and i don't trust him but i don't know
1: um yeah and also we can talk about this (laughs) during the commission of inquiry which Like I'm definitely going to watch. We'll definitely watch it very closely. It's far away, but I, I feel like it's not,
0: but basically, okay. So here's the thing we, we are like, okay, say there is two people and one person, hmm, this is a bad analogy actually, but basically, (laughs) basically we, okay, we got attacked and in the most horrendous way. Um, and they're telling us that they're going to do it again and again and again mm-hmm. as soon as they get the chance. And so, our like, what's our choice—to just sit back and let it happen, or try to get rid of them? And by them, I mean Hamas. I do not mean Palestinians. Mm-hmm. Everyone, relax, please. Yeah. Um, or try to get rid, uh, like, topple Hamas. So that they can't do it again. Like, and like, I feel like any other group of people would choose what we're choosing. We're just, like, being super extra demonized. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And that was really like, generous, like, with what you just said. Because, like, sorry, did I cut you off? No, 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 go for it. No, that's, like, really generous because I remember you said this to me. Sorry to steal it. Tell, I'm definitely, <laughs> like, leaving something out. But... You know there were tensions in, um, like in the Gaza Strip. So like, what happened? Israel left in hopes for like peace. We got what do we get? Rockets. What do we do? We built shelters. We built the Iron Dome, which is like, I don't know how many fucking like, I'm not even gonna guess, but a lot of money. Um, a lot, a lot of, of energy, a lot of time went into it. Yeah, um, we this a similar thing with the fence, um, and the after the second intifada, um, and while like that's not all Hamas, the idea is that Israel did so many, and I don't want to sound like <laughs> these organizations, but just to say that this shit has been going on for a really, really fucking long time. Um, we've invested in, um, in defense systems, in shelters, in infrastructure, all of which gets us shit anyway. Um, but on the 7th, that passed a point that was like, we actually can't do this anymore. We need Right. It was like this organization
0: every gone. Every single preventative measure that we took, and you know, people can argue the morality of these preventative measures, but I feel like any person, any country, any family would want to defend themselves above all else. Um, mm-hmm. But we've taken every single preventative measure, and that was not enough. And I think that is like the feeling that we have where it's like, okay, that was not enough, but it's not only that that was not enough. It's that they're saying they're going to do it again and again and mm-hmm. again. And so like having these conversations, like, like when people say like fire now or whatever, and, and you try to like unravel it and you're like, okay, like, but they're saying they're going to do it again. So like, you know, like when you try to be like, if you want to fire, great. I want the word to stop too. But like, what is, like, the actual path here. Like, w- we can't depend on the goodwill of people that are openly saying they're going to do it again.
1: Um, That's, like, the problem with so many progressives. Um, yeah. I think Elika Labon, um, yeah, I hope I didn't butcher her name, but she called it, like, <clears throat> the privilege of trust, um, yeah. which is essentially, like, the privilege to trust, like, not even your government, but any government, like it's, like it kind of gives the same idea as like every country put down your nukes and we'll all just trust each other to put down yeah. our nukes, um, yeah. And it's yeah, just like the naivety of like that. Yeah, and I mean
0: that's the thing that I feel like you know on one side you've got people who are going through something really horrific and a leadership that it is like exploiting that horrific thing that's happening Mm -hmm. for their own personal gain. And then we have us who from the outside, we look like the perpetrators of this horrific thing. Um, But for us to explain what's actually happening, there needs to be like a deeper explanation than just Mm -hmm. using the word genocide, apartheid, ethnic cleansing, whatever. Like we can't just scream words because
1: they have like the imagery to go with the words, (laughs) you know? Yeah, And, like the denial is is not good at all like that's, that's like a terrible statement like these the the hospital organizations like either deny it or like i don't know like make like dumb like snarky statements yeah like i'll give you an example nobody say the organization i'll give you an example someone put up an advertisement saying if Israel wanted to commit genocide, they could. right? Mm-hmm. Um, a similar a similar. the same organization put up a few days before like something making fun of like pronouns or like something stupid like that. Mm-hmm. So what happens, right? Like the pronoun joke gets a few laughs from boomers, admittedly. Um, and then what happens is anti-Zionists on Twitter are basically like we're giving them ammunition to be like, look at how insane the Zionists are, and like they're giving stuff to show for it. Like yeah, they like they are providing the ammunition for them to be like like how are you this psycho and then yeah they're not wrong um and there's I don't know other organizations like sometimes I think it's just like to please like the boomers that are in charge of their organization and it's like treated like some kind of joke yeah um
0: I I mean, like from my experience (laughs) working in this space, I've pretty much at this point dealt with like almost every major Jewish organization, I think. And, you know, like they all have amazing people in it. And the people that I've dealt with are generally amazing and everything. But like the people at the very top are very, (laughs) very out of touch Um, And stubborn. Very stubborn, very out of touch. And, like, they don't – I think they're just now starting to realize that, like, social media is a thing. (laughs) When, like, I know, for example, and I won't say who just because I don't want to put this person in a situation, but I know that one of the main – um like pro-Palestine accounts, like a big, big one that looks very grassroots and has been around for a while. I know that they f- have a, an office, like a very nice office in Jerusalem and send their kids <sighs> to a very expensive international school. So like Oof. they've been like planting these seeds that they are like, this one type of thing for a very long time and then these Jewish organizations like found out about Instagram yesterday mm-hmm. um yeah. and you know like like I don't know like you know I think Jewish organizations have known that like social media is a horrible place for anti-semitism I just don't think they realized it could also be a place for education and i think that's where we've gone wrong because like now we're seeing all these big jewish organizations with like infographics but it's like it's too late
1: now you mm-hmm. know yeah the ship has sailed yeah um, and it sucks yeah especially with like tiktok and yeah you know, which i'm just like no at this point Um, also, I know some people on, like, in this space that Debbie and I are in, had been talking to Jewish organizations for years, um, saying, like, you know, we are the ones reaching people, um, this Mm -hmm. is what you need to do, and, like, they, (laughs) they just, like, don't, didn't really want to hear it, um, yeah. And the other thing I just wanted to discuss about, like, literally... Okay, yes. Literally all of these organizations with, um, with like, Pride stuff. And this is, like, a little cringy. <laughs> so <laughs> we... So there's a few things. Um, is being gay in israel better than being gay in gaza yes can gay couples get married in israel no um are gay couples married in other places recognized in israel yes um will gaza throw gay people off buildings like yeah pro yeah like for sure yeah Um, Will Israel? I don't think so. It might depend where you are. (laughs) Um, Probably not. But probably not. Hope we can hope not. Right. Um, So a lot of these organizations and some figures as well um, will use Israel being gay friendly as like a marketing um, tactic. Mm Right. Right um that's a fact that they do um it's you know i actually think it's okay i i don't think there's horrible like i'm okay with that um but i don't know if it reflects very well um i know israel decriminalized um like gay sex before i don't quote me it was either like before or very close to the time that the us did um, and recognized gay couples, I believe, before the US did. Um, yeah. And it has also outlawed conversion therapy. The US is still yet to do that on a federal level. Um, so there's like some, um, there's like some nuance. Um, still, gay couples cannot get married in Israel because they don't have civil marriage in Israel like I think that's a problem but whatever it's fine like who cares like what I think um but here's what's here's a big issue a lot of celebrities influences whatever come July talk about pride only in terms of Israel right so I'm gonna give um a very specific example um About a year ago, maybe six months ago, two Orthodox from women, um, they got married. They had a civil ceremony. Someone took a video and, like, uploaded it to Twitter, and conservative side of Jewish Twitter had an absolute meltdown where, like, like, oh, my God, like, how could... Like, this is not a Jewish wedding. This is like, how could they do this? Like, they're making a mockery of Judaism. And like, when you clicked on the video, it was literally, you know, a, a very clearly a civil wedding ceremony. There were two girls, both dressed modestly. Um, there was a, their friend, I believe, who was an officiant, saying like, do you guys agree to be married? <laughs> Uh, yeah it's not you know there was no breaking of the glut anything like that um anyway just like waves of homophobia ensued um literally everywhere all over twitter all over instagram people were making like horrendous comments about like lesbians and lesbian sex and just like really like disgusting things um anyway um no one i mean i said stuff um i didn't see anyone in the you know in really like the pro-israel certainly no organizations saying anything after literally this relentless campaign of homophobia um and then you know the next week like i don't know the Israeli embassy has, like, a pride float in the parade. Um, Yeah. And there's an influencer on it, a straight woman, um, who's, like, we're celebrating love. And, like, we, like, I don't know, it was just, like, very rainbow and glittery. And, like, it was an accessory, and it was something fun for this person um, who had said nothing all week. Um what then happened was I guess this person didn't believe homophobia still existed or had <laughs> misconstrued her audience. Um anyway, of course she gets a like huge just like a massive what like tar? I don't know if that's the word, like torrent, like just this massive backlash of people calling, like, saying, like, how could you support this? Like, calling gay people groomers and child molesters, like, thousands, thousands of comments. And she said nothing. Um, and she'd been on a float, on a pride float, um, said nothing during the homophobia stuff a week before. And I think that really captured, like, like, really create, like, drew a picture of where people are on homophobia in terms of Haspora, because people yeah. love, like, waving it around and saying, like, oh, we don't, like, <laughs> what, we don't behead gay people, we don't do this, um, and it's, like, yeah, it's true, Um, It might, like, make you laugh or be funny in the moment. Um, At the same time, it's a farce if you are saying things like that um, and you don't speak out against homophobia or, like, for gay rights at any other point in your life or, like, you treat gay men like accessories or, like, just, like, have, like, you like the way the rainbows look. Like, it's...
0: You know, that makes me think, sorry to, like, cut you off, but, like... No, you're good. That makes me think about, because you're saying um, that... I lost my train of thought. But basically, you know, you're saying it's not, like, um, genuine. Um, yeah. It's- but what's, what's funny is that clearly, like... From the Hamas side, it's not like they actually love gay people. And it's just interesting yeah. to me. And this is like a broader question for the universe, but like, <laughs> it's just interesting to me that, like, we can't, like, first of all, we shouldn't be doing things like that because it's not right. Okay. Like, yeah. Like, it's not like for image. But I'm just thinking that it's crazy how Hamas just, Can get away with what it gets away. They don't even have to
1: try. And I think (laughs) that
0: I think that just speaks to like honestly the bias that people just have Mm -hmm. because if like Jews like take like one wrong step, it's like yeah, like for example, like I saw like the New York Times was um, did like a article on. Israeli soldiers who were posting TikToks from Gaza Mm -hmm. and doing shitty things like going through people's things. Um Mm -hmm. which first of all is not okay. Like they shouldn't be doing that. Um, they're idiots. And, you know, it's in the not to like excuse it, but like the in terms of like the amount of people that are In Gaza, from the IDF right now, this is, like, a very tiny minority. But still, it, you know, they shouldn't be doing that. But it's crazy that, like, that gets a New York Times article. But, like, on the other side, like, Hamas can do the most despicable things on video. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) And it's, like, it doesn't get the same level of scrutiny. And Mm -hmm. I think that if we're going to talk about like Hasbara (laughs) which by the way the word itself has been so like tainted which yeah
1: it's like like,
0: it means like to explain like it's not anything fucking crazy and like every um every single country in the world has its like public relations arm every single one but because Mm -hmm. it's like the Jewish country they think it's like something really sinister um but I think it's something to keep in mind as far as like Jewish organizations and how how they can approach things. Um, yeah. To understand that we're going to be scrutinized like 80 million times more. hmm And so we have to know what the fuck we're doing and do it right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. like it's not fair
0: but whatever it is what it is
1: (laughs) yeah it is like this is where we are um and yeah like we have to you know deal with it and it's the same thing like when like these organizations like do something fucking embarrassing or like fuck up or make some stupid post unfortunately we're the ones that people can run with it right yeah um Jewish there's a Jewish leftist progressive organization which if you follow me on Twitter I, I talk about it all the time because no one gives a shit about this that literally honored a child rapist at their annual campaign fundraiser at their hey, annual I'm sorry fundraiser. you their
0: name like they don't get the
1: oh okay it's Jay it's Jay Fredge. yeah she's for racial and economic good, justice uh,
0: yeah they don't get yeah, I have
1: Anonymity
0: because they suck. Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> like they're, they honored Yeah. No, wait, what were you saying? Oh,
0: I'm just saying you can mention them because like they yeah. shouldn't be anonymous. They did something really horrible.
1: Yeah. Literally honored a child molester, a level two sex offender. Um invited him invited him to an event where they honored him. Um advertised there would be children at that event and like no one did anything and still no one's doing anything if like if it's like if it's an organization that
0: validates anti-semitism then they can get away with whatever
1: literally they can do it's just bizarre so yeah like the zionist organizations are treated definitely more harshly but yeah. like what do you do do you just say oh well it doesn't matter like no you don't because like the organizations I don't think are trying to fuck up um, but they are so you would think they want to like improve that <laughs> sort of yeah. thing um, I think like another
0: um, point I guess the like I want to get to is that I feel, and this is more of like a long term thing because right now we're like in the crisis mode and Mm -hmm. I assume we will be as long as the war is happening. Um, But something I've noticed also is that, and this, I feel like this is a problem that goes way back, but like something I've noticed is that like Jewish institutions, not necessarily just organizations, but like synagogues and like Sunday schools and whatever, they treat Jewish children like they're afraid that they don't have the capacity for critical thinking. Mm -hmm. And so like they only give them the good stuff about Israel and don't talk to them about the complicated stuff. And yeah, like there's a lot of complicated things about Israel, a lot. And like, like I think, like, dude, I, you know, like I was just saying, like my mom did like Hasbara shit, and like, <laughs> like, how did I not hear the word occupation until I got to college? And now it's even worse. Yeah, because they literally have the internet and social media and all this shit
1: so like and they come out being like i was lied to exactly it's like like we've
0: said it's the brainwashing (laughs) the brainwashing pipeline um Mm -hmm. and so like i'm i just think like at least what i try to do on like my social media is like I, i want to talk about these complicated things because most of the time they're either like taken completely out of context or like they're in response to something or whatever. Um, like, I just think it that it's really important. Again, this is not for now because right now there's a war going on and everyone's like emotions are really heightened, but I really think we need to talk about these complicated things. And I, I understand that that we are defensive because we get criticized for breathing. And so it's like (laughs) we don't want to add to the criticism. But people are going to criticize us and they're going to say a lot of things and some of those things are going to be true and we need to know how to talk about them, you know?
1: Yeah, without talking points, just with, you know, basic facts. Like. Exactly,
0: like for example I don't like I don't know if we're going for too long but like for example oh, like I do want to add one thing for this podcast specifically um yeah so another thing I was thinking so I'm reading this book that hasn't been published yet so I can't tell you what it is <laughs> but it's really good um but one of the things that the book kind of discusses is that like the progressive kind of like framework that exists in the U S right now is very like, it's, you know, at least it's about like, say like intersectionality or whatever, or at least the way that people interpret intersectionality, which makes it like a victimhood hierarchy. Mm -hmm. Um, And what this author argues is the like, Jews are not suited for that because we, though we have been victims for a very long time (laughs) of (laughs) anti-Semitism, we have not had like victimhood is like, like, yes, we're, we're like, Oh, everything happens to us. But also we're very much like, we don't like not keep it moving. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Like, just thinking about, like, the way that, like, we – like, we don't expect handouts because we just do the shit ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. to – even thinking about, like, we went from, like, the lowest point in Jewish history at the end of the Holocaust to the highest point in Jewish history in, like, three years. Yeah. You know? Like, cause, cause we're not suited to like being like, oh, like, yeah, like we will whine and say everything. Yeah. <laughs> less, but like, we also like, don't, don't like, don't want that from the world. And I feel like Israelis are especially like that. Like they just don't like when I was in Israel and there's like all these like hundreds of thousands of internally displaced refugees and they're not complain like they're not asking the world for help. At all, whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is like the idea that no one's going to help and they're probably right. Um, But like we're just not suited to that mentality of like we are oppressed and therefore there should be more weight to what we say. You know what I mean?
1: And I think that's
0: like a clash, not necessarily with progressive values, but with – the the progressive like viewpoint that's popular right now
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i think in like the later episodes we should like discuss that and collective liberation which is the bane of my existence (laughs) um (laughs) but yes so again this is a three-part episode um We are releasing, I forgot how we're doing this, but um Slay. Yes, every Slay. Every Monday (laughs) weekly Slay. Um Yeah, I think did am I missing anything? Um
0: Well, you you did do the bingo card of things we were gonna mention in this episode and I feel like we didn't. I wonder if I got it. I didn't mention Simba, so I'm mentioning him now. I didn't mention Poland, so I'm mentioning it now. I didn't mention Qatar,
1: but I'm mentioning well, it now. Now
0: I know you've mentioned it.
1: Did what I else? mention it today? Yeah, I probably did. I fucking hate Qatar. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't? Mm. Um, Sean Yeah. James. Yeah. Yeah. Oil tycoons FIFA Yeah. Just
0: not extraditing Hamas fucking Hamas rich ass billionaire dipshits.
1: Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well Yeah we say jewish organized maybe that's a bit uh, no that's mean that's a bit of a soft it's a bit of a soft spot
0: um i mean we can say hamas like i feel like they should eat a lot of shit
1: do you want to do the honors
0: mm, no i feel like you should
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay eat shit hamas yeah eat shit <laughs> that's Why? Do Wanna Talk Shit is hosted by Roots Metals and Neurotic Jewish Gay. Produced by Zev Hurwich. We are releasing weekly on Mondays. But for more content, check us out on Instagram. Thanks for listening.